Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. And welcome to this episode of The Bull and the Bear here on MoneyandMarkets.com. I'm your host, Matt Clark. Uh, again, glad you're with us uh, as we are each and every time we have a podcast. And today we've, uh, we, we've got a great topic in mind. I'll get to that here in a second. But first off, I, I do want to mention that uh, you, can, you can check out The Bull and the Bear podcast on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Go, go to YouTube. You can check us out on our YouTube channel. We've got a lot of other videos on there besides just The Bull and the Bear. So you can check that out. Just go to YouTube.com and uh, just type in The Bull and the Bear podcast podcast in your search bar and uh, you should be able to find us uh, with uh, with little problem and uh, leave us a review leave us a comment give us a like if you like what you hear um, also we encourage feedback uh, as well so you can email us at the bull and bear at moneyandmarkets.com we'll flash the uh, email address down here uh, but it's the bull and bear at moneyandmarkets.com well, let's get right into it because I think we've got a really a really hot topic to talk about today and, and it's one that has been uh, uh, you know uh, around for a while uh, headline wise has been around it, it, it's been at the top of conversations um, for many many weeks now but uh, the the element itself has been around as a, as a trading element for you know a thousand years if not longer so um, and and we're talking about gold and and I think I think it's a good time to bring it up uh, right now you know the stock market remains in, in high volatility uh, even today on Friday uh, markets are down uh, coronavirus uh, uh, cases are ticking back up investors are are getting very very uh, very very skittish and they have the last couple of days, um, and you know we're not in a recovery uh, as most, most as most people may think. And, and when that happens, uh, just to boil it down to an elementary uh, an elementary level here, when that happens, investors tend to look for things called safe havens. These safe havens are are are, are investments that, uh, and and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but tend to to rise when the rest of the market, when the rest of the stock market is falling. Uh, and, and there are several go to. Uh, safe havens. You've got bonds. You've got uh, uh, the dollar. The you know the, the dollar is also a, a potential safe haven. But but the one that's garnering a lot of the headlines of late, and I know we talk about not paying attention to headlines, but one that is garnering a lot of headlines of late is gold. And and gold is a safe haven. It's been around as a trading element for a long time. Uh, even e- even through times when I think it was 1933 when President Franklin Roosevelt um, added provisions to criminalize the possession of gold, uh, even since then, you know, gold has found its has found a solid footing and is has continued to 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 move to move higher as a as an investment opportunity for for, for people and and now even more so when you're trying to to hedge against uh, potential. Uh, issues with the market as we're seeing, you know, gold is becoming even more and more popular. I think just recently it hit, uh, I want to say eight year high uh, in price. Uh, and, and, and there's a lot of elements in terms of how to, how to price gold. There's spot gold, there's gold futures, there's, you know, bullion. There's, there's a lot of things you can look at, but we're just talking about just gold itself today. And, and I want to bring in uh, Money Markets contributor, Charles Sizemore, as well as Money and Markets chief investment strategist, Adam O'Dell. Uh, both are extremely knowledgeable when it comes to gold. And I mean, they, they, they know what to look for. They, they, they know what the, you know, what, what it tells, uh, you know, what direction you should go in and 
how it looks, and, and I, I want to bring them in. And, and first off, welcome uh, to, uh, to, to the Bull and the Bear again, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, I, I, obviously, we're talking about gold and trying to figure out where it's going to go and what it means for investors. So, um, you know, we've seen gold uh, uh, really tick up of late as the market, uh, as the market pushes with volatility. So um, I'll start off with Charles. Charles, you know, give me your take on, on the gold market at this point. Sure, sure. Now, uh, it's funny, you know, gold is um, traditionally an inflation hedge, you know, more than anything else, it's an inflation hedge. But beyond, you know, sort of within that umbrella of inflation hedge, uh, you could also lump in just currency instability hedge. And that's really kind of what we're seeing right now. Um, the data is out there, you see what the Fed is up to, the Fed is printing about a trillion dollars a month, and that's trillion with a T. That's a lot of money. Uh, that money is getting injected directly into the capital markets. Uh, essentially, they're printing a lot of dollars. Now, I don't think we're likely to see a lot of inflation, per se, in the next year or two. I think uh, that transmission mechanism of that, that new currency getting into the real economy is not quite happening the way they want it to. Uh, and that's been an ongoing problem for, for the last 10 years. Um, you know, the Fed's had very loose monetary policy ever since the 2008 meltdown. You could argue they've had loose monetary policy for the last 20 or 30 years. But the fact is, um, it's obviously stepped up a very big notch right now with everything shut down for coronavirus. So what happens um, in another year or two, we don't really know. But it looks like the gold market is anticipating inflation, or at the very least, it's just re gold is being repriced relative to this massive uh, creation of new dollars. Now, it is one, one thing to point out. We're not particularly ideological here. This is not some sort of political statement or something. Um, for a lot of times, the, uh, the, the gold enthusiast, it almost takes on kind of a political element for them. It's, it's, uh, it's ideological. And they've always made good points. For, the, you know, for as long as I've been alive, uh, the gold bugs, as uh, they call themselves and as, as others call them, uh, the gold bugs have always made good points, um, but it is somewhat ideological. Whereas, you know, for, for me right now, I look at this not through some lens of ideology. I just look at the math, and I also uh, just you know look 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 what the market's telling us. And right now, gold is trending higher, and I think this likely has legs. And you and you met you you raise a good point there in terms of of looking at things from a, a tactical per perspective rather than just a, an ideological one. And and I know that you know as you say, gold bugs they they do look at, at it as from an ideological standpoint. They look at it as more of a political statement in terms of uh, of their investments. But but you know Adam Odell, I'll, I'll bring you in now, and and, and I want to talk more about you know a tactical approach to investing in gold because I think that's that's something important that tends to get lost in the shuffle. Uh, when we talk about, you know, investing in gold, the price of gold and, and, and where things can go. So I want to bring Adam O'Dell in and, and, and talk to him about that a little bit, Adam. Sure. I mean, I, I think it's first important to kind of acknowledge the ideological gold bug thesis. I mean, the idea that governments control the, the, money, the money printing presses and that that's uh, obviously dangerous is, is, is a worthwhile argument. I'm not a staunch gold bug myself. Um, I'm not somebody that is going to be into gold for ideological reasons. But, but that said, I would never argue against the gold bug thesis. The gold bug thesis is always present, but that just doesn't mean that it's always a good time to buy gold. Um, so, you know, governments can print money. They don't do it all the time. Um, even if they are printing money, that doesn't always translate into inflation. And even if it is translating into some you know, moderate amount of inflation, that doesn't mean that it's on the tops of the minds of investors 
meaning that you know that we're not, investors aren't always concerned about hyperinflation. Um, so that, from my perspective, you know, buying gold every day of the week, every month of the year, every year of the decade isn't necessarily a good idea. But uh, if you look at the price charts, you know, gold took a massive drop in from 2011 onward into 2014 or so. Um, it's just dragged along the bottom in a very consistent basing or bottoming patterns since 2015 for several years. And then it started to trend higher. It's made the characteristic higher highs and higher lows. Uh, it's made a bullish breakout uh, of that basing pattern. So I'm looking at the technicals and I'm saying this is a good time to buy gold. Um, I've been bullish gold for a while and I, I'm actually bullish gold uh, in a very long term way. Uh, you can also look at the relative momentum. I mean, the coronavirus crash was a great test. Which sectors of the U.S. economy um, not only survived, but were thriving during that period. Uh, I can show you a chart. Maybe we can link to it in the show notes. But there was one sector out of about 20 some that um, actually made positive gains during the worst part of the Corona crash. And that was gold mining stocks. So that should tell you something. Um, so you don't have to buy bullion. You don't have to buy gold futures. That can be riskier. Uh, but there are a lot of good gold mining stocks that you can get into. Um, you know, Green Zone Fortunes is my uh, my newsletter. And we're basically... Uh, I, if you sign up for that, uh, we, we have a report. I have a report where three gold mining stocks that I've yeah. picked out among the batch. Um, you know, since I talk, started talking about these stocks in early uh, April, uh, they're up 28 percent, 36 percent, 56 percent. The gold mining uh, industry in general is up about in the high 30 percent. Right. And that's and that's really the best you can get um, in this type of market. Uh, I also wrote a piece kind of in early uh, early April because everybody was talking about, you know, gold had had three updates. President Trump said he got on the phone with Saudi Arabia and Russia and worked it all out. And so people were kind of looking to bottom feed on gold. But you know, since early April, I said, you know, buy gold, uh, don't buy oil. And since then, uh, you know, the most popular oil fund is still down 42 percent from early April, while these gold stocks are up uh, anywhere from 38 to 40 some percent. So. Um, I really think that the opportunity in gold is real, it's long term, and it's not just because of the gold bug argument, it's, it's for the technical reasons as well. And I think it's important, you know, whenever you look at gold miners, because, I, you know, like I, like I said from the top, there's a lot of different ways to invest in gold. You can buy physical gold, you can, you can buy into gold ETFs, you can buy gold miners. And, and what makes gold miners attractive is, is how they basically make their money. And, and and what you what I what I think it's important to point out here is that first off, if you're a, if you're a gold miner, if Company X is a gold miner, you have a set cost to bring that ore out of the ground. Let's say that set cost is five hundred dollars. If the price of gold is fifteen hundred dollars an ounce, and you it costs you five hundred dollars an ounce to bring it out of the ground, you're looking at a thousand dollar profit. But let's say gold drops, and so let's say gold is down to $1,000. Well, you're still looking at that. If you're Company X, you're still looking at a $500 an ounce profit, you know, because you have a fixed cost. And, and this is what makes gold miners so attractive in a strong gold market because, you know, they're, they're still going to make profit, you know, because they set their cost to where they can, you know, it's, it's kind of like oil. You, they have a set cost to bring oil out of the ground. And when oil drops to a certain, you know, price per barrel, it doesn't make sense to, to, to continue to well it. Gold is kind of the same way, but gold is, has got a, a wider margin so that there are, you know, companies tend to profit even when down, in downtimes when gold is not necessarily as strong as it is. And this is what makes gold mining, you know, more attractive in terms of an investment prospect for, uh, for investors. Do I, do I have that right, Adam? Is that, is that kind of the, 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 the long and short way of, of explaining why gold miners are, are a little more attractive when it comes to investing in gold? You have it right. I would have said it in the opposite order, though. I mean, the fact of the matter is, for the past five years, gold prices have been low. 
So if you look at the gold miners that have survived over the past five years, if you look at the gold miners that for the past five years have had positive earnings per share, that have maintained their dividends to shareholders, those operations are quality operations because they figured out operationally how to cut costs low enough so they can survive. I mean, commodity companies are price takers, not price makers. So where technology companies can set whatever price they want for their proprietary softwares, you know, the price of gold is the price of gold. That's what you have to take if you're a miner. So these, the best miners, the ones that I'm recommending in this report, um, my top three miners, these are companies that have been around for decades. They've gone through high price periods for gold and low price periods, the booms and the busts, basically. And for the past five years, they've basically figured out how to be lean, mean machines, and they've survived on a low spot price of gold. So what happens is when the price of gold starts to tick up from here, the, the spot price of gold that they can sell their gold for, their costs aren't necessarily rising. In fact, if anything, since energy costs are lower now, their, their costs are also going lower because all the you know, machinery uh, that, that all runs on fuel. So basically every dollar that goes higher in the, in the spot price of gold is going to go straight to their bottom line and straight to investors in, in the form of dividends and share buybacks. And it's, uh, it's really a leveraged play on the spot price of gold because these companies have gotten so lean right now. And, and I think that's that, that's exactly it. That that's exactly what I was trying to say. And and you said it. You said it perfectly. Um, now I want to switch gears a little bit because I know that you know Charles. You mentioned you know how governments are printing money. Uh, you know I think you said a trillion dollars a month uh, with the Federal Reserve, and and there's this massive infusion uh, of cash into the market to try to keep things propped up. And and, and I guess I want to know from both of you. I'll start with you, Charles. Where do you see that impacting the gold market? Yeah, sure. Well, it, it's it's basically just simple supply and demand. I mean, when you have a flood of new liquidity being created, it has to go somewhere. It went into the stock market. That's a big reason why stocks are up over 40% from the March lows. It's gone into the bond market. In fact, it goes into the bond market directly. Yeah, you know, the Fed literally buys bonds, whereas uh, the Fed does not buy gold or stocks. It, they, they, they more benefit from just what I, what I call, and this is not a technical term, the sloshing over effect. <laughs> you will never find that. We're going to coin that, the, the sloshing over <laughs> effect. I like that. We're going to use that. It's like, uh, you know, the Fed just dumped so much liquidity in there. Some of it just sloshes out of the pool onto the side. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's what goes into the stock market and into commodities and what have you. So um, that's, that's really it. I mean, that's how that affects gold in general. When there is a, a at this point, it's not quite infinity number of dollars, but getting close to an infinity number of dollars, chasing a finite amount of, uh, of a commodity like gold. And that actually does come by, back to uh, one of the gold bugs, primary arguments in support of gold is that sure, you can mine gold out of the ground. You can increase the supply of gold. But that's a slow and laborious process, and it, it's there is a limit to how much gold you can mine. I mean, like every amount, every ounce of gold that exists in the world, it's it, it's not increasing. It's it's in the earth. It's been in the earth since the earth was formed, and they're not making more of it. Right? We can mine more of it, but but the overall supply is is finite, and that's that's essentially the gold bug's biggest argument. Is look, you have um, this tendency and this uh, incentive for central banks to just print money. Uh, you can't print gold. Because of that, uh, it should maintain some sort of value. You can make similar arguments for real estate. The difference being that real estate is um, 
it's it's not as portable as 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 gold. Real estate also has uh, the value of real estate may also depend on the economic activity taking place on real estate. And you've seen uh, you know REITs, uh, real estate investment trust, have really been beaten up throughout this entire coronavirus uh, incident. So uh, all of that sort of flows back to you know why why is gold doing well? Um, again finite amount of gold being chased by an infinite number of dollars and people just naturally looking for something that can't be printed. Now, Adam, I want to, I want to ask you, and I want you to look in your crystal ball um, and, 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 you know, look at your analysis, what it's told you where, and I'm going to ask Charles the same question and then I'll, 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 I'll kind of wrap it up from there, but I want to know where do you see gold in the next six months, year, five years, 10 years from now? I mean, if you, if you, if you had to, you know, just kind of, making an analytical guess of it, which I know that's, that, you know, difficult to say, but, but if you, if you had to kind of, you know, put a, put a figure on it, where would you see gold moving in in the near term? Right. I'm not traditionally a forecaster, but I'll tell you this, it's going to be in the order of hundreds of uh, percentage gains, uh, even thousands of percentage gains. If you look back at some of the last secular bull markets in gold and even silver, I mean, also in my Green Zone Fortunes report, uh, we have a silver report. I mean, silver's trading for about $17 uh, an ounce right now. There's no no way it won't go past uh, $100 an ounce uh, in the next several years. Um, and, and that could be very, very conservative. So, you know, I don't like to put targets out there, but if you look at some of the past secular gold and, and silver markets, we're talking about thousands of percents of gains. And that's in the spot price of the metal. That's not talking about a leveraged play on a, on a gold or silver miner. So for that, uh, it could be even even more. So this is a major opportunity. This is I don't, I don't like to say once in a lifetime, but this is a secular bull market that's just now beginning after a very long bear market in precious metals. So this is the opportunity is just enormous. Charles, what are, you, what, are, what, are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, if So the uh, people think this coronavirus incident is sort of one and done, and then it's, it's over, but it's not. You look back to the 2008 meltdown, the Fed never really got out of stimulus mode after that. I mean, over 10 years later, the financial markets were still very dependent on the, the financial aid stimulus from the Fed. This is not going to be different. This may actually be more extreme. So we are looking at a prolonged period of, of, of uh, greater than usual stimulus. That should, can, that should be a fantastic tailwind for precious metals. I think several hundred percent gains in gold is probably the, ba- the, the base case scenario here. And, and I agree. I, that, I think that we're all three in agreement that we see that. I mean, there's, it's hard to put a dollar figure. You see it a lot. It's sensationalized headlines in terms of gold up to $3,000 an ounce, blah, blah. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, it, it's difficult to do that. But I do think there are, uh, there is massive gains to be had in the gold market. And, and, and just as a side note, you know, Adam has talked about, uh, you know, a couple of reports he's done for, for his Green Zone Fortunes uh, service, which I highly encourage people to check out. We're going to have a link to how you can, you know, how you can get into that, um, in the show notes as well. So make sure you, you, you check that out. Um, guys, you know, the gold market is continues to go strong. I mean, there's going to be some ups and downs, um, as it is with everything, but I think we're all in agreement that, you know, we see gold moving in an upper trajectory, um, for a, a while now. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's, that's kind of what our thought is, is the consensus is that gold is going to keep rising. Uh, there'll be bumps. There always is. But uh, but but gold continues to rise. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm making sure that I I'm, I'm characterizing everyone's statements correctly. Adam, is that that's that's kind of how you see it? Absolutely, multi-year. I mean, the gold the gold uh, the secular gold market is uh, bull market is just starting. 
Uh, so now's the time to get in, but it's going to be long lasting. I'm typically a shorter term or midterm uh, tactical trader. I, this is one of the longest term opportunities I see available right now. Um, you know, capital goes, investment capital goes to where it is treated best. And particularly if stocks uh, remain volatile and if we you know, do a retest of the lows just by chance, I'm not predicting that we will, but if we do, uh, all that money, is, all that capital is going to flow to where it's being treated best. And I'm, I'm almost positive that's going to be gold. And I think it it says something because I I, I know Adam I, I know I know how he you know, I, I like to think I know how he thinks uh, to a degree and, and he is he's he's very short term midterm and, and when he comes out and he says that this is a uh, this is a, a, a long term opportunity I think that's something to be taken very seriously when when he says something like that I think that's that's you, you should take that write that down and and hold to that because that that means a lot Charles uh you know your 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 final thoughts in terms of of gold. Yeah, I would agree. I would call this a high confidence investment right now. Um, I would call yeah, it's you never, you know, we don't have a crystal ball that tells us exactly what's going to happen. But if you're going to say, look, what am, what am I the most confident will be higher uh, one year, three years, five, 10 years from now? Gold's at the top of that list. Um, I don't know anything else right now that I would say I have more confidence in being, being higher uh, one, five, or even 10 years from now. And it also says something. I mean, it's not every day you can come out and say, if I feel confident about one thing regarding the market, that this is it and this is why. And I see this being a long-term kind of a thing. So you put all those pieces together and for an investor, I, I think the message is fairly clear. And that is that, you know, if you're, if you're looking to get in now is probably the time to do it. And whether you do that, you know, however you choose to do that is, is, is up to you. Uh, you know, there, we've talked about gold miners. We've, we've talked to, we've, we've kind of skirted the issue of gold ETFs. There's, you know, you can, you can buy physical gold, but you got to pay to store it. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. So get educated and make sure you understand what you're getting into before you do so. Um, another way to get educated is to, you know, check out Adam, uh, Adam Odell. Uh, Greens on Fortunes because that's um, a great place for you to get quickly educated and to have a great understanding of what you should be doing next. And like I said, we'll link to that um, in, in our in our story. So make sure you uh, you click on that and, and check out what Adam has to say. Um, any parting shots uh, before we uh, before we head into the weekend, Adam? Any 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 parting shots? Any any tidbits uh, from you? Buy gold. <laughs> Buy gold. I love it, Charles. I concur buy some gold. And I agree. So, so the, the consensus message from the bull and the bear podcast, buy gold. And, uh, but again, be educated, uh, check out Adam O'Dell's greens on fortunes. Uh, and, uh, and, and that will be, that will certainly point you in the right direction. That's going to wrap it up for uh, this episode of the bull and the bear podcast. Again, a reminder, you can check us out on Apple, uh, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, various uh, other uh, uh, other podcast syndicators we are on, our YouTube channel, go to YouTube and uh, just do a search for The Bull and the Bear Podcast, and you can see this, this podcast, you can see all of our podcasts, you can also see other videos that uh, we're putting together that uh, in include uh, news items, um, also some educational pieces that we're starting to work on as well. So uh, make sure you you check out that. You have a comment, you have a question, uh, something that you'd like to ask Adam or ask Charles or ask myself or have someone address, email us, the Bull and Bear at moneyandmarkets.com. Again, that's the bull and bear at moneyandmarkets.com. So for uh, we'll be on again next week. It is a short week uh, with the 4th of July holiday. Charles and Adam will join me again on Wednesday. Where we'll, 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 we will impart some more great knowledge for you as an investor and uh, certainly 
uh, not to not steer you wrong, point you in the right direction, and uh, uh, give you the information you need to be a smart, profitable investor. So we will do that for you next Wednesday. We will not have a podcast on Friday, as that is the Fourth of July holiday. Uh, the markets will be closed, and uh, we will be uh, taking what I think is a very well deserved day off uh, for 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 the three of us. So for Adam O'Dell, Charles Sizemore, I am your host Matt Clark. You've been listening to the Bull and the Bear right here on MoneyandMarkets.com. You've been listening to The Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you.